Hi, everybody. If you like quality stuff like Film Sack, you can support the Frog Pants Network by going to patreon.com slash frogpants today. Don't you think you should have called or not first or something? Phone's disconnected. I know that, Rabbit. Got to get down to the phone place tomorrow. And I've been busy, you know. Don't be talking about my mom or my effing car. I hear everything. This is Film Sack. <laughs> oh, sure. everybody welcome back to film sack this is film sack episode 364 i'm scott johnson joined today by brian uh mc cheddar dunaway oh great yeah. thanks for that oh hi hi um hi uh yes my name is brian but my friends call me the reluctant rhyme slayer <laughs> well they, actually they they never called me that before tonight but on the drive over here i heard it a lot I guess I should have probably known something was up. Hey, thanks for signing me up for this, guys. No, by the way, Boo. nothing like karaoke. Boo. Nothing. <laughs> Boo. All right, so I guess um, uh, can can I can I Boo. get a beat? Boo. Oh, you want a beat? Yo, no, DJ, got, spin that shit. DJ, spin spin that junk. All right, thanks. <clears throat> All right, yeah, that's dope. Yo, yeah. MTV raps. Yeah. Oh, before before I start, I would like just like to thank my opponent here for going first and for his many honest words while they were very hateful I, I find i have a great opportunity to take those observations and make some real changes in my life first thing monday i'm going on a diet and getting some clothes that fit Ooh, all right also can i just say you really took that spitting rhymes thing to heart i mean i've never been that close to an actual rap and i was not aware of how much saliva was involved look at me i'm i'm dripping over here all right so Let's get this over with. Mm. What? Boo. Uh, what's, what's that? Oh, time's up. Oh, thank God. <laughs> this is a really good rap battle. Well done. It's almost like you just puked and then came out and did it. Uh, well done. Also with us, Randy, your car is like a giant boat Jordan. Yo, check this out. <laughs> I eat up all y'all little punk podcasters telling me I'm the film sack greeting master. That ain't true. That title goes to a guy named Brian. But if I told you I knew which one, I'd be lying. They both be trying to be satisfying. While I'm just over here disqualifying with every word I say, you just think poser. But that's how I do. I'm a lifelong composer of words and phrases coming like a bulldozer. I expose a brown noser. I'm a trope discloser. And I'll see you at the end with a dumb tweet closer. Nice. There you wow. go. That's, did, wow. did you did you write that on the bus? That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all different directions up you and should, down. Yeah, you should yeah. see the paper. I can't keep it straight. Yeah, it's it's really, turning it's, it sideways and everything. It's really bad. <laughs> With us finally. Look how poor I am. I came to afford paper. Look how yeah, poor. Look at <laughs> have you ever seen paper? All right. Finally, Brian, meet him in the shelter, Ibit. Ooh, I like that. All right, here we go. Let's right. let's uh, let's finish this out strong. All right. Here we go. Uh. Uh. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Uh, this morning we're talking about 8 Mile for Film Sack, and I'm on the attack. I don't think Eminem is whack, but I'm afraid I just couldn't keep track of the journey of Rabbit's Path. Maybe I'm just mad because it's just my luck. The barista at Starbucks, oh shucks, used real milk instead of soy, which don't bring joy to the lactose intolerance of this boy. Anyway, about the movie, it didn't move me. I didn't think it was groovy, except for the rap battle parts. Those had a lot of heart, but I better save it for the show. So quit acting like a hoe and let me drink my joe. So let's go and smile, because for the next little while, we'll be talking about 8 Mile. Oh, yeah! Wow. Now that... Now that 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 was honest. That's how a white guy raps. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. was. Nice. I, like uh, it. I love that. That was great. We are talking about the film Eight Mile. Y'all outdid yourselves, every one of you, for your intros. <laughs> Let's see if uh, Scott Fletcher can do more. Eight Mile. A young rapper struggling with every aspect of his life wants to make it big, but his friends and foes make the odyssey of rap harder than it may seem. Oh, okay. Well, all right then. Very straightforward and uh, to the point. But that summary is missing the most important thing you need to know about the movie if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Brittany Murphy's cans. Which is? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. If you know nothing about the movie, if you know nothing about it, and you hear that description, you do not realize it's a white guy in a completely black world. Mm. Oh yeah, big time. I mean, like the the most important thing about the movie. Yeah. When I was okay, so uh, I thought I'd seen it. I hadn't seen it. I thought I did. I guess I saw (laughs) enough of it that I I saw. You saw straight out of Compton, right? I did see that, and I really liked that. But so close. That that was recent. Have you seen Hustle and Flow, Scott? No, never saw Hustle okay. and Flow. Although I meant okay. to, because that was like uh, uh, the the original um, uh, Tony Stark friend was that guy, and uh, yeah. he was supposed now to be really he's good an in empire, that. Right? Yeah, now he's Empire, right. and that Empire yeah. show is terrible, by the way. Anyway, the point is, uh, I thought I'd seen it, hadn't seen it. My recollection, though, of the time and when the movie came out and it got all its accolades and everything, was that it was a biopic. Like right. it was a straight up, hey, this was Eminem growing up. I didn't know he was called Jimmy and and White Rabbit and all this stuff. Bunny Rabbit. Bunny Rabbit. I didn't know any of that stuff or that this was a fictitious tale with some, you know, it's in Detroit where he grew up and there's some stuff about his mom and all that. I I would say 30% based on Eminem's Sure. story the story of eminem but yeah about 70 percent, probably not yeah and it's what, interesting which part is kim basinger she's she's, she's part of the real is yeah, that 30 percent yeah truth? his mom's part his mom was rough yeah. yeah his mom was a rough rough piece of business and i don't know his how mom much was vicky vale was I, that what, I don't know if Brittany murphy is supposed to be based entirely on kim mathers his uh his wife now ex-wife i don't think they're together again are they or maybe they are yeah, again. i don't think so no, that was on and off again but um I, so again, how much of this is rooted in reality? I don't really know, but I guess I'm going to say that I came away kind of really liking it. Um, I was surprised how much I liked it. I didn't think I was gonna, I don't know if that was because a few of my friends, Brian Evan included, <laughs> seemed to be really down on it. So my expectations are really low, but maybe it was because I don't know. I, I like a good, uh, you know, like the walk the line I really liked and I like right. stuff like that. Sure. I like, you know, movies about musicians. I like that sort of thing. I like it about sports people too. It's like kind of a weird, weird side movie genre I get into. And even though this wasn't directly about Eminem's life, it felt real enough. And mm-hmm. he's such a weird egg. Like that guy, you know, came out of nowhere at a time when, when rap, especially rap with an edge to it 
was 100% something you would find from black rappers. That's just the way it was. And if a white guy stepped in, you'd go, all right, well, you're either vanilla ice or you're terrible. So get out of here. But somehow Eminem transcends that and brings real cred to the to the to this right. stage. No, before, before we get emails, we know about the Beastie Boys. We know about no, we know, we know. But, yeah, sure, sure, we sure. Know about, people. We, we know about but Snow. It's, <laughs> like we the, know about I, Snow. Come on. I, yeah. I think the the fact about him that people don't know that's the most impressive is that for the decade of the two thousands, the aughts, the noughts, whatever you call that decade, he is the highest selling musical artist in the United States. Right. Like that's incredible. Right. Mm. Wow. And I wouldn't mind getting a, I mean, we have black listeners. I'd love your perspective on kind of the culture of gangster rap and that kind of level of rap at the time and why Eminem was accepted. He worked with I like, I Dre. Like the and he worked you think with, that our black listeners are listening to gangster rap. Well, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, way, I don't. The word is gangsta. Gangsta, yeah. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to appropriate the culture and say, yeah. oh yeah, I'm a Mr. I'm Mr. Rap expert. I'm not. I know what I like. I like NWA. I like Ice Cube. I like Dre. I like a lot of West Coast stuff. I like some Biggie. Like I like rap music, but I'm, I, I'm not, you know, I can't stand there and go, this represents my culture upbringing and the words that they say really speak to me as a, you know, it doesn't work that way. Somehow Eminem seems to be the real deal. Right. It was also that he injected some comedy into it. I mean, the first thing that a lot of us heard from him was the "Hi, my name is." Uh, yeah, the track. Slim Shady deal. And yeah. there was right, so right. much, so many pop culture references, and it was so funny and so. Uh, I mean, it was it was edgy. It was mm. you know it was um, uh, blue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying. You know, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna be as white as possible. Right. Sure, sure. Whatever. He was a very blue rapper. this be be yourself i mean just be yeah. exactly but it was basically it was um borderline novelty song without being a novelty song because it right. was humorous it was kind of making fun of the genre in which it was firmly rooted but also not also being very true to that sure. he's, he's very self-deprecating mm-hmm. yeah, very self-deprecating that's what that's what helps a lot well I mean, and the yeah. And the the movie's ten- tendency towards some sort of racism all gets hung on on this one thing where at the very end he completely does his opponent's job for him, like he yeah. he completely dislocates his opponent's uh, weaponry by right. being self-deprecating. And right. without that, you're going to come away from this movie going, "Wow, that's this is all kind of racist and uncomfortable." And instead, he manages to be just a whipping boy for the whole film. Yep. If you if you read a biography of Eminem, it's not quite so like this, but uh, you know, but he makes this character into somebody who gets literally curb stomped, like in front of a right. little girl, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. And it's it's yeah. it's a it's well, kind of like it's a serious movie. It's it's hard to believe how serious this movie is. Sure, and it's a, yeah. it's it's a good idea too. The way they the way they wrote the script and the way they sold it, because what you're doing is you're selling to your audience. Your audience are movie goers, people who are seriously, you know, in, in gangs and every day hangs in the balance of, of, you know, of whatever it is that you're going through. They probably wouldn't be the type to go see eight mile yeah, because they probably don't have the opportunity. Whereas, you know, me, you, you know, a lot of people are able to go to movies. We can afford that lifestyle. And it, and it spoke to us because we all get the, we all get the, just trying to do a little better for yourself. Yeah. And yeah. we all get trying to get out of, just get out of whatever it is. You know, Bad we're, situation we're stuck or whatever. In place. Yeah. And we yeah. want a little bit better. Sure. You got yeah. Kim Basinger being the worst mom ever. You got, 
Freaking Michael Shannon, by the way, who's two years younger than Eminem in real life. Weird. Yeah, wasn't that fun? Yeah, so weird. I loved it. Weird to me. But he was he was a real douche. And you know, that that little girl I just so uh, felt so bad it. for. Like it yeah. it really captured that stuff in a way that felt honest. It didn't feel contrived or like they were trying to force me into, you know, oh, look at the 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 thing people have to deal with and his only way out is his his mad rhymes or whatever. It didn't feel like I was being forced down a path like that. It just felt like they were being honest about what life can be like for people of all colors and races and backgrounds and having, having, you know, having him in a, in a place that is predominantly black and he being this white kid who's, you know, in that culture trying to figure his way out in there is an interesting angle that could have gone so wrong. Like it could have just been like, okay, guys. I I honestly didn't think they played up the racism as much as, as they could have i mean i think if you had a um a young black rapper in that first rap battle where he chokes you'd see a lot of the same path you'd see a lot of the same journey that that um bunny rabbit went on with this other character it's just a matter of like oh he got up there last time he choked he doesn't have the chops he doesn't belong up there and i think that that's not so much just a black versus white thing it's a it's a an inexperienced uh, rap battler versus a, a non-experienced rap battler. Sure. Isn't that the scary? I mean, because really you would think life and death would be like you would think the scariest part of any of these type of movies. But really the scariest part is getting on the stage <laughs> yeah. and failing. I mean, really that's, oh, well, that's yeah. one of our top fears, right? Because yeah, totally a lot of people say I would rather die. I'll tell you what my that. top fear was. was getting speaking a, is higher than death. My, right, my, right. Mine was getting a big rusty uh, chunk of scrap metal up my A while I'm trying to get it on with my girlfriend in the <laughs> warehouse. All right. Well, let's can we cover this then really quick, oh, quickly? Yeah. What, what yeah. bros got out the most? Yeah, get on Brittany Murphy for a minute, like Eminem did. <laughs> I like <laughs> I like Brittany Murphy a lot, by the way. I think it's a crime I, that she passed away, and that yeah. her that her husband or boyfriend, whoever it was, it wasn't away. a crime. It wasn't a crime. I don't I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna call it the most, but I'm hoping Scott was with me in being grossed out when they were flinging gasoline all over the inside of an abandoned house and getting it on each other, I was oh. just like, stop, what are you doing? Yeah. This, is, this, I know, this is the second I, week in a row we've seen people flinging gas on each other. Just, oh, <laughs> gas is fun. Yeah. Gas is a toy. It's too much. Right. And what they were doing right. with that was too much. But the gross moment for me. Is it the hand lick? Uh, no, but that's gross. Yeah. Uh, was that was it been through the entire time? Like we don't see her wash right. her hands before she walks into the. No, metal. there's well, nothing. There's no nothing hygienic well. about anybody in this scenario. They're all <laughs> grossing me out every second of the minute of the day. Like that's no no question. The hand lick was gross, and also it was way too drawn out. The hand lick, I mean, specifically mm-hmm. just that, just mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Like she was like job of the hut holding Leia too close. It was just <laughs> it was gross, and then. Right. You know, their whole time in there, fine, whatever. It fits the movie. Who cares? My grossest... Worst sex faces ever. (laughs) Yeah, they were pretty bad. (laughs) Worst moment for me is I'm Eminem, and I just Ralphed. And now I'm going to get on that mic that everybody's been spitting on and horking on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I just can't... You should be uh, feeling bad for the person after Eminem who has to... Yeah. Why does this? Why does this yeah. microphone smell like that's cute? Monk, and, monk? and he's holding it right up to his teeth, right up to his mouth, going "Yo, yeah. yo, yo!" And I'm thinking, that's... "Yeah, yo, dude, freaking yo, get out of there, go get a mint." <laughs> that has always been a bother for me, whether it's in rock videos or whatever, you name it. And if there's two people that are really close to each other with microphones, I don't, I don't like it. I just don't like. Don't oh, you're like breathing because when you sing and you're, you're you're really forcing that air out and spit and everything, yeah. and you're right into those faces, and I'm just like, oh. Yep. Oh, and they were really capturing that spit coming out of 
Out of little tick. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, was in you just who was the guy that finally got beat? It was uh the uh, he's a Papa, Mar- Marvel Papa guy. Doc. Yeah, but he's he's uh, Anthony Anthony, Anthony Mackey. Yeah, he's yeah. a Marvel guy. I made a bad joke on Twitter and some people got after me for it. But I said, "Hey, you guys, look! It's Black Panther is in this movie." Oh, oh wow! I knew no, he's Falcon. I knew it was Falcon. I knew it was Falcon, God but I knows. thought it would be a little funny, just a little funny, and nobody I, thought it was. But people yeah, could hear your voice going, "Hey, everybody!" They think, "Oh, hey, everybody! Uh, Black Panther's in this." Yeah, I feel like I feel like Twitter is the place to find out that there are always people who think you are stupid. Yep. Right. Yep. It's kind of the, it's, it's a, it's current domain for Twitter. As, the as, internet a, as a, as a whole, really. I mean, everything so, from YouTube comments to Facebook. posts. So I want to, before we go any farther, I really want to know about everybody's like background here. Cause yeah. I, I am, I'm a old school hip hop fan. I've been listening to hip hop since I was a little kid. It was mm-hmm. what, it was that big escape thing where, uh, for whatever reason, it was on a particular radio station that my radio could pick up, and I would listen to it very quietly, where my parents couldn't hear, and so on. And I, you know, so I started in like the '80s, listening to Public Enemy and Run DMC and Slick Rick. And then, as I started getting, uh, like, we would copy cassettes with my friends. It got really hardcore, and I found myself spending years listening to like NWA and Two Live Crew and Ghetto Boys. And see, and see, you think you're alone, but there was so many white kids boys especially that yeah. listen to all of this and we all i think we all did i mean scott i think Scott oh, i loved it before I, I definitely did i like i mean we all cool mo d freaking cool mo d and the and the, whatever his yeah. group was called and then you got the uh, run dmc was great and then who, who are the guys that talked about the chicken tastes like wood who are they <laughs> Oh my God. I love that song. Oh my gosh i can't think of uh, uh, the sugar hill gang all that there kind of go. stuff is so good and I loved it all the way up through. And then I was listening to this, like the harder stuff, except I didn't really get into who, who are the ones that always had naked butts on the front of it. Uh, two live crew didn't didn't <laughs> two like live that. Crew, Every, everything was two live crew. Always I had, to, had naked butts. Yeah. I had to I had to get out of rap. I used to love I used to love singing along. Uh, and then somewhere uh, I don't know if it was about the two thousands. Uh, every rap song had to use the n word at least twenty times. Yeah. And so right, which, now now I can't ride in a car and blast it. It just doesn't happen. Well, can't do it. But also I I mean like this has been studied and analyzed a ton. So I'm not I don't want to get too far into it here. But that was a defensive mechanism of a culture. Sure. And it was a it was a culture that was specifically pushing back against invasion from people like Eminem. Right. And uh, there's a there's a great podcast, by the way, I, I want you to listen to if you like seriously, as soon as possible, listen to the Radio Lab yeah, episode. Back. There's a Radio Lab episode called Straight Out of Chevy Chase. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> I, saw, I heard this. It's really good. It is. It is absolutely fantastic uh, explanation of what happens when a guy like me goes beyond that that barrier. Like I listened to all this hip hop and I just kept it a secret basically as a kid but there's a guy that they follow who he's a white kid in chevy chase who decides he's going to get into the scene and not necessarily as a rapper but as a dj and it's fascinating yeah. It is. It's really, really interesting. interesting. And this this film brought up a bunch of that stuff for me because I feel like uh, I feel like the the art is accessible to everybody, right. but being the artist maybe isn't. Yeah. <laughs> maybe isn't accessible to anybody who so, doesn't fit the culture. Right. So are we are we listening to what Bono said in the last couple of weeks? Didn't he wasn't yeah. he the one who uh, brought he, up and said that there say? needs to be more angry music for oh. <laughs> white kids to 
Or something like, I'm, I'm really making it really sound bad. It's not really as that bad, but it's pretty bad. What well, he what he means is, I can understand that because Bono and U2, they were all about, you know, social change. Yeah, and early things were, yeah. Right. Sure. Sunday, Bloody Sunday is a good example. Like, that whole era for them was about, you know, Irish uh, uprising and, 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 you know, respect and blah, down with, down with the man and all that. I mean, in a way, it's a very similar story. It's almost the same story. It's just from, told from a di- very different part of the world. So I, mm-hmm. I totally get what he's saying. Um I don't know that I'd argue. I mean, part of <laughs> here's the problem. This stuff speaks to power, right? And right. that's the point of it. That's where it's art uh, is derived and that's where it's best expressed. Well, saying that white people don't have enough angry avenues for, for their music is weird because right. we're and- in power. So we're not who <laughs> we speaking to. So right. a bunch of fake crap. We hear, you know, idiots say maybe, but that's it. And this movie, this movie is frustrating because it's about Eminem before he had any power, before he had a bunch of wealth and became one of the wealthiest artists of all time. Right. And that's that's frustrating because it's like he's depicting a guy who is, like I say, literally being curb stomped by the culture that he's invading. But he's really down and out. Like this guy has nothing and can only offer this really limited skill. So it's it's really hard because I want to just say he's also the bad guy. But he's but right. the the movie doesn't let me do that, and I'm like, mm-hmm. damn is it. Well, we in mind. We don't know the trajectory of Bunny Rabbit's success or not. That's like, true, right? right. Yeah, they leave it. They leave it in the That's open. There's a, there's a piece of right. trivia that I need to know is true or not, but I'm going to read it to you guys about this very thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eight Mile, which came out in 2002, was originally considered to have an unofficial follow-up movie that they were going to call Southpaw, and the idea was oh, that wow. Eminem was going to reprise his role. Now, as a down-on-his-luck, lightweight, left-handed boxer trying to regain custody of his daughter. So, rap huh. didn't work out, became a boxer and a fighter. Uh, the script eventually evolved, uh, and that idea was scrapped. However, the film was eventually made and was released in 2015 with Jake Gyllenhaal starring in the lead role with Eminem producing the soundtrack. So, that was, it sounds wow. like a real thing, and that is crazy to me. Isn't that it crazy? Is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and it, but it feels like, oh, we have this story about a boxer. Oh, how about we make it the continuing story of this character? Yeah. And it, yeah. It and it was like, almost, that, that's was what any, this film felt like, yeah. almost like a boxer movie, right? It was well, the whole almost, idea. There was no other real indication that, that there was any boxing, other than the, the fights that he'd get in, but right. there was no other indication that uh, Bunny Rabbit had any any desire or, or right. ability to be a boxer right yeah right. that's a weird that's a weird way to take the story of that character it really uh, is, yeah. like this well, movie, but he's always fighting in this movie he's like every time he turns around he's fighting somebody it's true but well, badly poorly he does a lot of running up to people and it's usually the people around him that do the fighting i mean he he throws a couple punches <laughs> but he's like you know he stomps forward towards somebody and then it's kind of his his entourage that, right so it like, probably would have i wonder if that was a, a creative decision because you don't want okay so we're already yeah, talking about a guy who's encroaching upon a culture and then we have most right. of the people he's encountering are black people would it be bad if he's beating up bruce, bruce ruthlessly uh, yeah. black people as opposed to beating uh, up mom's boyfriend michael yeah, that, shannon who has yeah, a face yeah, that's that actually, wants to be punched yeah. that, that's a good point like the movie the movie gives him a white guy to beat up on and then pretty much, except Greg. for the very the very last rap battle, he is the he is the victim, uh, you know, throughout the whole film. Right. I I just like you can't you, you can't reverse anything. Like it's very particular. Every little thing where your your brain tries to go, what if he was black and they were white? No, that doesn't work. What if like it just doesn't like the the moron? You know how every gang of youngsters has a sure. moron. The moron is white, right? 
Like he yeah, has cheddar. to be, and you just yeah. know, at, like when you think about structuring this film, you just know. Well, the, of course, the guy who shoots himself has to be white. That's the only. I love Cheddar Bob, though. What's about what is about that character <laughs> that's in so many movies that yeah. is lovable, but you're like, oh, son of a. Then you worry about right. him, and you're pretty sure he's going to yeah. die. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, he's yeah. he's a little bit of a chick in the bucket in this movie, uh, in my opinion. Like I know he's at the end there, but his his arc ends sort of. Once right. Eminem shows like, hey, I like you and don't worry about everyone else treating you bad. I think you're cool. And that was the end of it. But Evan Jones, who plays Cheddar Bob, his IMDb photo is the happiest IMDb photo ever taken. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. yeah he was still right. lovable, though. Look at Even that guy. Even if he did shoot himself yeah. in the penis. Yeah. Really, <laughs> is is that where he shot himself? I don't know. They didn't that was a thigh. thigh. Oh. Where, when you see a shot of his pants, it looks like he shot himself in the thigh. Yeah. And they right. said they hit an artery, which... I assume wasn't a it's, euphemism it's like, for his wiener. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's some other interesting <laughs> trivia for this movie. He didn't hit his main vein. It's the first film ever to have a rap hip hop song in the Academy Awards uh, category for best song, and it won. Uh, there, nothing's we happened have, we since all or loved before. That song, right? We was all big into that song. Oh, it was really it. good. Yeah. Except so well, many variations in this movie. It, yeah, it I like that. The, supposedly, the the paper he's writing on in the bus is the actual stuff he wrote yeah. the song on, and they that thing sold at auction for ten k. Wow, 10 which means yeah. that he actually does write like that, where it's like, uh, let's see, all right, I'm going to turn the paper this way and write this next <laughs> line over here, because yeah. like, you know, when the paper is blank and you start that first one, there's all that room on the paper for your other. Yeah. Stuff you're writing, and now all of a sudden you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna just you know completely turn the paper this Got way." Got all this space and so little rhymes. Yep, it's gonna be horrible. <laughs> this is how I think you know he's legit. And Eminem was unable to accept this Academy Award in person. He felt sure some other nominee would win, so he didn't even bother attending. Instead, he was sleeping while his daughter watched cartoons the night Aww. he won. Now I don't know <laughs> if it's real, true, man. but if that's that, real, that's there's yeah. something there's something real about it's that. Well, that's a rem, that's a reminder that he is not an actor. He is not a part of Hollywood. Um, right. I you could you re- could really tell if you were paying attention that he is not an actor because this movie I, I takes such great lengths to keep you from seeing words coming out of his mouth. It is amazing, except when he's rapping, how yeah, often yeah. he is delivering lines and the camera is showing you someone else's face yeah, or the yeah. back of Eminem's head or something like that. Huh. Like, yeah. it is amazing. Like, after, after a while, I was just like, why is this movie hiding Eminem speaking from me? Uh, you know, and every now and then they'd get a really good take. And I was like, oh, oh, he's talking. I can see his mouth moving. <laughs> that that but, being like, said, though, I thought he was pretty good when he needed yeah. to be, when he had to fight with mom or fight with Greg or, you know, be sweet with the with the sister and all that stuff. I bought it. I, none of that ever felt forced and weird give, to me. Give a lot of credit to Curtis Hansen because he did that thing they do with kids, obviously, where they where they put together a good take by doing it over and over and then mm-hmm. using some tricks doing a lot of well, cuts see, to, to that was the perspectives and stuff that, sure, sure that was the follow-up movie i want to see i want to see what happens to to her because she's going to be messed up right to Brittany yeah. the girl to yeah lily the no girl. no lily, lily's right? sister yeah yeah what her name lily yeah yes yeah. yeah and oh my gosh all the stuff that she saw and all the stuff she yeah. had to put up with and this happens just, man like <clears throat> If you yeah. talk to people, well, like my sister, she counsels specifically people who've been in abusive homes or have seen these sorts of things. And you don't just suddenly go, oh, we've got you out finally. Here's a new place for you to be. And all is well. It never works that way. Like you are, you, you carry those scars your whole life. And I don't know, this movie was pretty unafraid 
to show that and but also yeah. it didn't feel exploitative like i i don't know i say props to the filmmakers in this case because it didn't mm-hmm. none of that stuff all of that stuff could have been really hard and poor poorly done mm-hmm. and they didn't no, do it poorly no. right so yeah no my my issues with the film i mean i i really liked eminem's performance i think the rap battle scenes are fantastic and if it was a whole movie <laughs> of those i probably would have liked the whole thing a lot better really but i'm glad yeah. there was i'm glad they were as light as they were i think it starts to fall apart after a short yeah it's it's like you know this movie borrows from rocky so much and you need to have as few boxing matches as possible in a rocky movie sure but yeah i I get your point but but keep going but i want to hear the keep going sure like what uh so the the issues i have number one it's it's a joyless film i mean you know i I almost opened my (laughs) hey remember that really funny part that oh yeah because there wasn't one like anything (laughs) remotely resembling even the part that you'd probably say well the you know when they're chatting outside the roach coach you know the the catering truck it's kind of funny like yeah but the main character's broke he can't afford food and the other character he's yeah. kind of picking on can't afford food and everybody oh, just man. looks depressed and sad because they're stuck by the way i truck. love exhibit but, by the way yeah yeah, yeah, yeah right. and i and i just want to i like that's where okay. i defend the film the film does a really good job of mixing up the despair of the entire community with the human spirit like these people are ra- doing this joyful rapping in the Roach Coach line, you know. Like, that's I think that's actually really cool. Sure, you didn't you didn't I'm enjoy the uh, Sweet Home feel... Alabama remix they did. Uh, the okay, that was kind of funny too, but yeah. still, still, again, you know, half of those lines are living with my mom and can't afford. Right. She's better than this guy went right. to school with us and she's having sex with him and yeah. Um, and then there's there's the probably the biggest part of it is that the um and i'm rooting for eminem of course you know i want him to kind of get free from this crap life and the crap family situation and all that but there's no for a hero's journey there's no turning point Um, right he does what he does and he just keeps on doing what he does and it's not like he makes a decision part of the way through it's not like something happens to him that changes the trajectory as much as stuff happens around him and he just reacts to it the eviction the mom the fight with um uh michael shannon the uh he gets more hours at the plant uh he you know all these things it's not like there's a moment where it's like oh okay i've really gotta put up or shut up or i've really gotta well see this is what i i think i totally get where you're coming from and i think i agree with you that that is the movie i think Mm -hmm. why i liked it is for the same reason because i feel like i'm not being told a, a load of poop here you don't like, need that. Right. Well, I mean, Which I get I think, that. I get that in every movie ever made. So for me, sure. once in a while, you'll get a movie like The Color Purple's like this. There's others like this, but where nobody's winning anything. And mm-hmm. the most triumphant moment is him dropping his nervousness and his inability to perform in front of all those people and then just laying waste to a couple of rappers. It. And when yeah. he walks away, there is a look of triumph and potential forward momentum in his face but you don't really know because he's just got to go home to the trailer park again and he's got to like live this life. And that is real. Like that's people. And for me, I need to see that sometimes. Like I need to be reminded sure. sometimes. And when it's done right or well, I'm always, I'm, I always feel like I'm a little better for it or I have a greater understanding of what people may deal with. But you're right in that like the typical template is not there for and, sure. And I don't necessarily need the like, uh, here's the big change and the thing happens. But I mean, I guess a little bit to, to show you that the character is growing from this and the, the rap battle is the turning point. I mean, is, is as much of a turning point as you get. Um, and is what he's really good at. I mean, is the thing that makes him unique 
is he just the only one who can listen to what the first person raps and turn it around? Yeah, and, yeah. it has and, to think for like ten seconds. It's like oh, I'm gonna think. I and then reflect on it. Yeah, see, right. see, see. my sheet of paper at. I really gotta, <laughs> see, not, just say yo a couple of times, way too close right. on the mic. His hero, hey, his superhero power is that he can listen to the first person in the rap battle <laughs> right. and use some of the stuff that they said back at them. Yeah, it kind of was, and you know the I think I think the real uh, one of the things that felt like it really addressed the idea of the culture of rap and you hear it all the time in the rap songs talking about having to uh, sometimes you some some crews make it all the way to the top together and some of them kind of have to split up and it's kind of like Eminem has to make that decision to finally go on his own oh, because he has to he has to have that decision beaten into him like yeah he, yeah. His, he finally lets go and becomes like his own rapper in this film when he finds his girlfriend you know, sleeping with his best friend pushes him pushes him around and then goes home and gets beat up like that's where it's like that the culture that has been resisting him has finally evicted him completely and he's gonna you know he's gonna find the courage or whatever to do what he knows he can do sure uh, it but but like it's uh, like you say brian it's so depressing mm-hmm. that you know that you, you you get to the end and you're just like okay that should have been more triumphant mm-hmm. and it's actually like yeah they have a crowd screaming and cheering but i don't feel like i'm part of that crowd well it's because it <laughs> because in in a real life way it's not that triumphant it's it's yeah, it's right. hollow and it's empty. It's it's a uh, right. He has to go back to work because he you know he the gay guy saved his yeah. It's job. like having it's like somebody having a viral tweet. It's amazing for the for five oh, minutes. Oh man, I was I was <laughs> I was so riding along with the story on that one. I was trying to predict. I'm like, oh, he's gonna get so fired. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna get fired. Yeah, he's gonna right. come back right. and he's always screwed up. He finally got a chance and he screwed it up. I kept <laughs> I, I kept waiting for him hours. to go. I kept right. Can you I watch kept, can you my shift for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I kept expecting him to do the whole three, two, one, and then mistime it, and then some some other employee's arm was gonna get you know, oh, ripped yeah, off. Oh yeah, I kept waiting on that too. Up. Yeah. Down. Up, down. Oh, you know what, guys? We've just seen too many movies. Like, I, <laughs> right. you know. Well, like this, this is why we talk about tropes too, because like, and this film has a bunch of them, but like we're, we were all waiting for the same thing yep. yeah. because we've seen it in so many movies. Yeah. And I was ready for that to happen. It never happened. I'm glad for everyone involved, but, <laughs> but, but yes, I mean, everything, I think everything Ibit says is right. For some reason that rang well for me at this time. And, and I, and I could see I have definitely have movies like this where I, I'm like, Ugh, I can't do that again. Yeah. Like that's just joy. Like you said, joyless is. I liked often it. Hey, I'll, I'll say this: I liked it more I, than the void. I liked it more than the first time I watched. Right. I sat through the whole thing this time, and I. <laughs> well, I love I that your comparison it, is. I liked it more than the void. That's amazing. <laughs> well, you I guys it, like you guys all like the void a lot more than I. Right. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I found Eight Mile to be, I, I you know I watched it before and I remember thinking ah. Uh, He's just so angry, and it's just I'm so sick of his bad attitude. And this time, I felt I don't know for some reason I felt like there was hope there. I don't know what I was seeing this time that I didn't see it before, but I felt like if maybe there's not much joy, at least there's like hope. Some maybe some hope in there. Yeah, and it yeah. Didn't seem I, as I saw that more this time than I did the previous time as well. So that's right, a, right. That's a good. Point. Eminem says, or not Eminem. Brittany Murphy says, or admitted in an interview with David Letterman in 1993 on air on the Late Show. Uh, that she and Eminem became romantically involved during production. There was also a rumor yeah. floating around that him and the mom wait, 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 wait. did. But yeah. when was this? Because ninety two thousand three. I'm sorry, two thousand three. He they okay. wrote ninety three because it's a reference to when the show when uh, late show started. I see. My okay. my bad. Yeah. 
So it would have been like right around the time the movie came out. But so she admits that they were totally getting it on. Uh, there was rumors floating around that him and Kim Basinger were also getting it on, but she, neither would ever admit to it. Uh, everyone loves Eminem. They all need a piece of the Eminem. Yeah, there's a little bit of a little bit of Oedipus stuff. Okay, look, I didn't understand, and I still don't get what's up with the calves. But that's what we didn't look at booties in this movie. Every time the guys were excited, they were like looking at the between the thigh and somewhere between the ankle. His mom did it. So did Brittany oh. Murphy. It was so that was the that was the trigger for them. It was just a uh, sure. You got an explanation? Randy? I like I like no. Calves. I just I calves felt like nice. there was a lot of in this movie. There was a lot more than usual camera pointing down, and there was there was some kind of artistic theme there being being put on display that that when you walk along you keep your eyes on the ground you don't yeah, look around you don't challenge that. people and it felt like the camera was always a little higher than it usually would be and pointed down a little more than it usually would be mm. it just that there was uh, I, I, I have a yeah. I, I can't prove it i looked around to see was there some sort of, sort of like statement by hansen that this was the case but it just felt to me mm. very much like you never like uh, uh, go higher you usually movies like this have lots of shots of cleavage and mm-hmm, men mm-hmm. with broad shoulders with no shirts on and this kind of thing and there was none of that in this movie yeah right. he, by the way mm-hmm. uh curtis hansen you keep referring to the director uh known also for movies like the hand that rocks the cradle which i'll always <laughs> remember as john delancey doing a nasty thing with his hand and then <laughs> there's la confidential which everybody loves uh, also, with I Kim don't Basinger. even remember what John Delancey did with his crusty hands. You don't have to tell me, but I I, I remember that movie just for Rebecca De Mornay and you know and um yeah he the, 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 the kitchen scene the uh, fridge scene which is probably when John Delancey does something no it was when he was he's the doctor was, yeah he's the doctor That's and when right. he was inspecting her he decides to go gloveless and be a perv. <laughs> And it freaked me out because all I remember was going, oh, my gosh, dude, that's Q. What are we doing? Q, what are you doing? (laughs) I just answered Krusty. (laughs) I want to point out, he's a good director. He he directed L.A. Confidential, like you say. He directed Wonder Boys. Um, Last week, we were talking about surf movies. He directed my favorite surf movie, which is called Chasing Mavericks. I highly recommend that movie. Is it a documentary Uh, or like a a thing? It's a, it's fiction. Mm. It's a, it's a, it's a fictional film. It's the last thing he directed. uh, It looks like about a big wave surfer. Yeah. Um, Hmm. I just like, seriously, man, Curtis Hansen is not bad. Like he's, he puts together a really good movie here. It just, the whole time I'm uncomfortable and I, and I don't feel like that I'm uncomfortable. Like I'm watching a horror movie. I'm just uncomfortable. Like, there's something about this movie that I don't I don't ever need to see it again. Like hmm. it's not entertaining, so to speak. By the way, the that movie you're referring to, Chasing Mavericks, yeah. Gerard Butler yeah. plays a character named Frosty Henson. Hessen. Or Hessen. Frosty yeah. Hessen. And has Hessen. Elizabeth Shoe in it. So if you're wondering where she's at, that was her in twenty twelve. That's the last thing he did. He hasn't done anything else, Curtis Hansen, that is. Wow. To say. What? Okay. Anyway. So I was trying to figure out where if we had seen Mackay Pfeiffer anywhere before. Oh, because he died last year. Sorry. Uh, Curtis Hansen died last year. Sorry. Oh, about to say, no, he didn't. I mean, spreading rumors about (laughs) Pfeiffer dying. He didn't die. I was was trying to, I was thinking, did we see that movie on film sack or did I watch that individually? It was a movie called Pandemic and it was like a first person. No, we saw that, didn't we? It's the one with um, 2016's Pandemic. I think we did. That's the one where. Okay, good. Okay, because I was trying to yeah, think. I was totally thinking maybe I saw this. it by myself. No, we, saw, we, we totally we saw, saw this. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 
This is the one with Alfie uh, Alfie Allen. Uh, yes, right. from yeah, Game yeah. of Thrones in it. He was the truck driver kid. He was terrible. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. Yep. Good. <laughs> We've seen so many movies, you guys. It's getting harder every time. <laughs> really well, and, and we keep watching them. We keep watching movies that we don't sack. Like, like right. I'm getting to where I'm like, if anybody goes to the movie theater to see a movie, we have to do film sack on it. So I, do, <laughs> I can just have that in my past. I do that too. Right. Or I'll see a thing and go. Did we see this on Film Sack? And then I think, right. no, we didn't. And then I like it. And then later we'll be on the show talking to him. I'm like, are you sure we didn't see that? <laughs> so and 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 to be clear, Mickey Pfeiffer, I want to say we haven't seen Shaft, the Samuel Jackson Shaft. No, no right, no, right, no. Okay, we we will eventually. Well, I can't wait for you to say I've moved Shaft. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking adjusted, forward to that. I've adjusted Shaft. <laughs> have we, we haven't seen any of the I Know What You Did Last Summer movies either. Oh no. my gosh, that, those are like really we should, we should guilty, guilty, guilty pleasure, oh, guilty big, pleasure. Big I think time. part two. I st- I know what you did. What is it? The, I still know I what you still did. Know last what summer? you did last summer. Yeah. I think that's part two, and it's like it's trash, but I love it. What's and the third what one? I'm serious. Seriously, I'm not kidding. I really did know what you did last summer. Right, right. I have written down right here what you did last summer. I have photo proof. I sent myself a text so I wouldn't forget what you did last summer. <laughs> I love that idea. Um, Eminem is in. The, to watch the Final Destination movies. Yeah, we should. Do, they should be on a list of some sort. Eminem is in an every every single fi- uh, scene of the film. That is unusual. Usually, your uh, even your main character is often not in every single shot. He is in every shot. So that's a that's a clear conscious decision that the movie is seen from his perspective only, mm-hmm. and that makes it. You know, a surprise when he walks in on his new girlfriend with his best friend and this kind of right. thing. At the same beforehand. Yeah. at the same time, I feel like I don't really get the world. Like the you know, the 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 terrible landscape around him, I don't really see much of it. Yeah. You know? I only yeah. see him in the bus. And I don't like you know what I mean? Yeah. That was rough. By the way, rough Wink looking. wasn't his best friend. Future was. Come no, on. Oh yeah, freaking uh, Cheddar oh. Bob was his best friend. Yeah, Cheddar Bob was was <laughs> his <laughs> You're right, the future was his best friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, Bob right was the, everyone's best friend. You're right. You're right. The, the, the film very clearly makes the point that, that future is the real best buddy. Uh, and it makes a point in the sweet home Alabama scene. But also it makes you ask over and over, why does this guy keep coming back to Eminem as a friend? A, oh my gosh, it's terrible. And I'm like, oh, it's so one side yeah. every time he gets up and he's emceeing and he talks about you know yeah. how great my friend Bunny Rabbit is. B Rabbit, get up here. And it's like, man, you're a little bit sighted even, there, you know? Even right. the last rap battle, he's yeah. on stage going, Rabbit, we need Rabbit. Somebody get Rabbit up here. And you're like, you feel so bad for future. Like, come on. <laughs> you are being de- ruined. Your reputation is being right. destroyed by this white kid. Yeah. It's definitely, he likes you a lot more than you like him. Yeah. yeah. It's a one-way um, relationship there, my Did friend. you pick up uh, his ex-girlfriend, Janine, the actress who played him? Oh, no. Who is that? Uh, no, who, uh, who was that? It's uh, Pensatucky from uh, mm-hmm. Orange is the New Black. Oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. it totally you, you, is, you, dude. She's great. Her, she has the same voice, too, in she this does. movie. Yeah, that's that's how I recognize her. Immediately, like, yeah. wait a minute. That's that's freaking Pensatucky. Is this like, is this what landed Pensatucky in jail? <laughs> <laughs> She's great, dude. Oh, that's great. I freaking that's love great. her. I wonder, I wonder if she ever made it to Bora Bora Bora. My favorite, <laughs> easily my favorite thing about Orange is the New Black is her. I think she's yes. incredible. Yeah. She's thing. great. Yeah, yeah, really something else. Okay, well, that explains why I had this this jolt of familiarity and then I forgot. Because she's barely in it is the other thing. Yeah. Like she yeah. was hardly yeah. in this Yeah, thing. and it's almost weird how she's used. Like, you'd think that, again, just the fact that she shows up at his work is enough to cause him some some work drama. 
to where he's immediately afraid that he's going to get fired just because she shows up. Yeah. And right. you think that that's going to kind of pivot to something else. Like, all right, he goes and sees her apartment. Um, he's given her the car for, <laughs> for whatever reason. But uh, you think that there's some sort of closure you're going to get with that as well. And you don't, you don't, uh, maybe we don't need it, but I was expecting right, it. Right. Yeah. yeah. He, he I, definitely had no love interest by the end of this movie. It was just him. Yeah. Like, walking away. No, walking you're right. Cause what happened to her? She was done. She right. Went off to, she was going off to New York. Yeah. Going to New York yeah. where yeah. Uh, hopefully she can gain a, a, high, a higher level of hygiene knowledge. And then, uh, freaking, <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody else felt like a, a chick in the bucket here. And who was, who am I thinking of? Ah, I hate that we didn't have Michael Shannon come back again. Yeah, but but the movie actually wraps the movie wraps every character's story pretty well. It doesn't it doesn't leave somebody hanging and (laughs) forget about them. Yeah, you said rap. That's funny. You said rap. We're talking about rap. (laughs) That's funny. I think that's funny. Yeah. Are we thinking that uh, you know just because he was beaten in that final rap battle that Papa Doc is just going to say okay, well. Bunny Rabbit got the best of me. I guess we won't yeah, beat him man. up anymore. Yeah, this is the end. It's see that's see this is the part where because they don't show us that I'm actually kind of glad because e- either it goes one way or the other. Either they back right. off because they're like now respect his mad skills, or sure. they keep beating the shit out of him, which is probably the more likely thing. But that's why I like that it breaks from the Karate Kid thing. There's no right. need for blonde yes. blonde wiener kid to come over and go, "Hey, you're all right, buddy. You're all right." Like, <laughs> I'll be your wingman anytime. Like that stuff sucks in movies. Yeah. It's never viable. I mean, it doesn't suck. It's okay for what it is. But where I, if I want to come away with this thing from feeling like, oh man, Detroit. Yeah, this, the, this whole this movie's whole motivation was about being real and being honest. It right? felt authentic. So, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that was his thing. And now it may feel silly to some people, but I felt like it was really trying to be honest, and that wouldn't have worked. There. I don't You're think right. it felt. See, if if someone thinks it's silly, then I think they like the rap battle stuff you'd say to yourself, well, what's the difference between this and step it up or freaking the cheerleader one where they mm-hmm. out cheer each other. Bring and, it on. And, yeah. Bring it on. I would say it's a huge difference. Like there is yeah. an actual, this is an actual thing. This is a thing that happens. It occurs and it, and it occurs famously in lots of, lots of yeah. stories and ways for lots of very successful and very respected hip hop artists. So to see well, behind the scenes like that down on the, down on the dirty gritty freaking warehouse level is kind of awesome well look everybody loved it except for tv guide magazine oh. where maitland mcdowell said what's most disappointing is the thorough thoroughly cliched story oh. shut up tv sure. guide yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing reviewing a movie anyway right? yeah what are you yeah. supposed to be talking about movie or tvs you idiots <laughs> that's funny um I, yeah. th- you know there were there were some things about the film that weren't perfect like kim basinger's atlanta georgia accent was just uh way off for eight mile Detroit, like, you know, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. But you know, when you put it all together and you're white, which, which I am, it's, it's fine. It's fine. The movie's (laughs) fine. Get out. Yeah. But also not only that, well, yeah, no, that's what you make a pretty good point there. I, I, I'm not, I'm not here to say it's perfect. In fact, it did feel like a Rocky movie. In fact, it felt like Rocky one because in Rocky one, he, he loses. He doesn't win. Yeah, yeah, and he's about he just has to go back to Adrian and they're gonna be in their shit apartment drinking eggs in the morning and it's just not gonna be good. <laughs> Except he goes back to his mom. <laughs> oh yeah, well, right. and, you know, yeah. And Stallone Stallone said he couldn't start the story with the white guy beating the black guy. Like he just right, couldn't right. he couldn't do that. that right. You know, like it, he was writing it in the seventies and, and civil rights had just happened right. as far as he was concerned. He just couldn't 
do Couldn't that. Couldn't bring himself so, like, to do it, sure. I get right. that. So, like, this film is a lot later, but it still has the same problem. Mm-hmm. And so, in order to have the white guy beat all the black guys, it has to first have the white guy just get the crap kicked out of him over and over and over. So it's kind of like Rocky One and Rocky Two combined. Well, when nine and a half weeks there, uh, pay, basi- uh, it's Kim Basinger goes <laughs> goes on uh, goes on her drunk tirade and has real anger, and it's a really affecting anger. Like she's she's very real to me, and in that moment, I my brain. This is just how dumb my brain is. My brain went. What did Alec Baldwin do to you? <laughs> you know what Probably I mean? something bad. Like I, you know, like <laughs> that's a, that's a real story, right? Like that's yeah. a yeah. That's what yeah. I was. Th- I felt like she was tapping into that, and I'm, and it's only because I remember that in the news a lot in the early two thousands that those two. I were always heads. I always think of her as being with John Larroquette. Was she ever with John Larroquette? I don't yes, know. In the movie uh, Blind, not Blind Date. It was the one where when she no. gets drunk. Okay, no, it's Blind Date. You're right. It's Blind, Blind Date. Bruce Willis. It's Blind Date, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Bruce Willis. I love Blind Date. Blind Date's great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't get her drunk. Yeah. Don't okay. don't feed her after midnight or she turns into a gremlin. <laughs> it's a rules movie where the rule gets broken immediately. Yeah. Immediately. All right. I like Blind Date. You're making me want to watch Blind Date. Oh, <laughs> we've talked about it on the show before. Yeah. We've never had an opportunity. Yeah. We would love it. Yeah. With, love it. Uh, with Kim Basinger's character again, what's the what's the change that happens between the drunk tirade? And hey, I'm gonna make you some pancakes. Can a woman make some pancakes for her son? Oh, of course. Well, she won the she she won she won the bingo. bingo. Well, she yeah. won bingo, but it was more than just a monetary. It was a it was a personality change. It was a oh yeah. You know what? I better do right by my son, kind of thing, as opposed to hey, I get some money now. I'll be nice to my son. Well, that's the whole. <laughs> well, it's true, but it's just the so, whole thing, right? I mean, it, it it till that point, she's powerless. She has no power. She has to leech off of her boyfriend. Now she has a little bit of power, and so she wants to pass it on. I see this all the time. It happens a lot. Uh, I know a lot of people who live in trailers. Whatever. Well, the, this was the this was a big trope, huge trope, right? Like she right. she is she is forced to play the role of the movie alcoholic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, right. and and as those tropes go, man, they're they're very rarely any good. That's hard business mm-hmm. yeah. being movie alcoholic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, as, as as common as they are, it's hard. But right. you know, like like sometimes it's blazing saddles and they get to have fun with it. But sure. this is a this is a tough role, and I thought she did okay. Like I I've known some functioning alcoholics. She was okay. Right. She, yeah, she's, she's all right. Like, the last alcoholic we saw was uh, was a was an electric horseman, right? Is that the? Oh, uh, we have to have seen an alcoholic more recently than that. Yeah, I feel yeah. like we get one every point break. Everybody yeah. was alcoholic yeah. in that movie. <laughs> But, but specifically, yeah, like, but I think that's more off screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody with a like specific drinking problem as a character thing is pretty common, though. I feel like almost every. What's movie... your favorite? Name a movie where there's a functioning alcoholic. So I'm I'm ruling Arthur, out Arthur. Arthur, Arthur is Arthur. Great, like the, almost the perfect example. Yeah, you can't yeah. You can't argue with Arthur. It's less of a negative uh, though. Like a negative example for me would be like. Uh, uh oh i know uh uh, uh what's the one with the uh, indiana basketball and gene hackman uh to hoosiers and you got uh uh um uh, what do you do what do you do that guy uh the freaking ah yeah. uh, 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 he had one eye in uh in Waterworld. i can't think of his name 
Who's, oh, uh, Hopper. Ho- Dennis, Hopper. D- Dennis Hopper played the guy that kind of came back for a minute to be a coach and got coaxed in there. And then when he had almost to, every almost every coach coach is an alcoholic. Yeah, and when he when it came time for him to step up and really do it because Gene Hackman was out for whatever reason they fired him, he couldn't do it. He ended up just getting into a bottle and hiding somewhere. And the game was like, "Where's the, your coach? You have to forfeit." Like, I remember how bad that pissed me off and still does. I freaking Dennis Hopper and Hoosiers, man. Ugh. The league, the league we all of their agree own. That the worst one is Nicolas Cage and leaving Las Vegas. I haven't seen leaving bad. Las Vegas. Functional I, alcoholic. I should see that movie. I've never seen it. Oh, I thought you'd seen that. No. no. It's the it's oh. like one of the only well, this isn't Lost Highway, right? I've seen Lost Highway. You're talking about the one where he won like a Oscar for it. Yes, exactly. He goes to Las Vegas basically to drink himself to death. The Elizabeth Shoe one. Yes. And then the one I, I the one I always think of is the one where it's a comedy and he goes to Las Vegas and Jim James Conn's there and there he has to play yeah, Elvis and jump out of a Vegas. plane. Yeah, in Vegas. That's the that's the prequel, right? <laughs> it's a bookended. Uh... But I but so I always get those two confused. But I've never seen that Oscar oh, wow. one, and I it's I'm, I don't it's know funny because I thought you'd mentioned you know the stuff that happens to Elizabeth Shue in that movie. I no, 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 no. Do you th- do you okay. feel like that's a joyless film? Like, would I? It is a very joyless film. Mm. Worth seeing uh, though, you'd say. Very much worth seeing, but boy, it's uh. It's one of those movies where I feel like at the end you'd take the DVD and throw it out into the snow. <laughs> well, I've been known to do this. This has happened bringing, before. So. Bringing yeah, up uh, someone trying to drink themselves to death made me uh, quickly check the website is already alive.com because nice. I, I'm shocked that guy is still alive. That I, it's yeah, it's no weird that there is a, a famous living human who keeps trying to kill himself for decades with, with uh, substances, and he's just yeah. still living. Well, God, he was so funny on on Howard Stern. It's kind of uh, Howard Stern's backup, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, but boy, yeah, he 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 was living living it bad. Bad Santa's also a good functioning alcoholic. Oh, I love that. I know. Did I tell you guys I saw that? Barely functioning. Barely functioning. I just saw that and loved it. Did I? I don't know if I talked about it here. Yeah, you talked about on TMS, I think. Yeah, I loved it. I really liked Bad Santa like a lot. Did you see part two yet? No. Don't don't. Okay. Yeah, don't bother. Okay. Just don't. Uh, All right. The, they is shouldn't it, have made it, a second one. Yeah. Is the first Bad movie Santa reloaded, basically, or that's <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, that would have been a great name for it, though. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. Reloaded. It's yeah. Good. The kids all grown up and stuff. It's weird. Yeah, yeah it's it's not a good movie. It's because the first one is a complete story. It like has a beginning, middle, and end, and it wraps everything up. And the last thing you need is more of it. Like it's got everything it needs. <laughs> It's like it's like Santa I, Claus three, right? It's like it's just, if I told you they were making another Elf, you'd be like, "No, it, Christmas was saved. That's it. <laughs> like, we have Elf in the can." Yeah, I'm loving it. I'm I I I'll take your advice and hold off on. Well, I'm I don't want to see any Christmas themed movies yeah. at all right now, but I Aww. really really well, like that first yeah. one. I thought Did it was you great. Subscribe to the Hallmark channel. Back to right. their uh, regular program. <laughs> yeah, they really have, and it's all just as bad. By the way, none of it's good. It's all terrible shows about dumb ideas. The Hallmark Channel is garbage. It's bad. By the way, my favorite uh, alcoholic lately in movies is uh, uh, the Haymitch character in The Hunger Games. So what's that oh, actor's yeah. name? Oh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For some reason, sure. I just felt every time I saw him, I felt like, oh, wow, he's actually drunk. Yeah. He was a good <laughs> drunk in, uh, what's the one where him and him and uh, the guy from 310 to Yuma had to drive around and give people the death notices from the army? What was that called? Oh, oh. yeah. Um, I didn't see that. They, they were he was drunk in 2012, wasn't he? In, oh, in yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. He's a good drunk. He's a good drunk. <laughs> he was. I think he was he's, even a little more high in that one. <laughs> sure. 
He was even a little drunk in that dragon movie with uh, Christian Bale. Oh, that was so good. Though. We still haven't watched that either. We've been trying oh, yeah. to been begging for Ring of Fire. Just ring, is oh, it Ring of Fire? fire? Is it Ring? No, it not Ring of Fire. No, Rain of Fire. Uh, Rain of Fire. Rain of Fire, yeah. of fire is the other one. Ring is, of Fire is, is where you fight a giant Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. Yeah, he's terrible oh. mouth breathing dragon. Actually, that's Walk the Line. Oh yeah, it is. Maybe we should get back to the movie. Wait, wait. I, I actually way I over actually, here. I actually have a, another trope that kind of follows the whole alcoholic mom trope. Oh, good, because here. It's uh, this all. This all happened because dad disappeared. That's the trope. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. There's. See, there's they a shouldn't. Lot have, of, yeah. They, they shouldn't have left. They shouldn't have left the question of the dad open for me because it's been. It, it gave me way too much time to think of. You know, Kim Basinger was Vicky Vale, and maybe Batman's his dad, and just <laughs> you know, it was just. Oh you know, man! Don't don't oh, don't leave it. Don't leave it too I open for me. Watch Eight Mile again with the thought <laughs> that that it's the continuing stories of Vicky right. Vale. <laughs> So don't don't do oh, that to me. Bruce Wayne is give a me. real deadbeat, dude. Jeez. Right, right, right. Just give me the true story. Just give me the stuff. Well, he's they're hiding because he doesn't. Batman doesn't want the kid to be killed. I mean, it's, I don't want to see it. Yeah, Just it's give a, me more it's information. A, it's a really common trope because it gives you an explanation for whatever other than reality you're going to hang on a character, right? Right. Like right. You, you know, like. Uh, how do we explain all of this character's foibles and problems? Let's just make his dad disappear when he was a little kid. And that just does it for you. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's handled better in some films than others. Uh, this one, like you're, like Brian said, I really wanted to know more about the disappeared dad, and that's not what the trope should. Well, do. maybe they it's handled really well in Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. <laughs> but maybe this is a case where where they're trying to avoid it being a, so much of a trope, or at least spending time on it. Like the assumption right. is he's gone. We're already here. Uh, yeah, there's no. And I'm need sure to a lot of people it. are probably going to relate and like, oh yeah, my dad just disappeared. I don't even know who he is. I don't mm-hmm. even remember my dad. I mean, sure, I'm sure people related to it. In oh, some, I always feel so bad form. for anybody who had that happen it sucks right nobody should have to go through that that's my statement on this hey uh hey check this out there's no way no way in hell that you work at a radio station <laughs> don't and i can't i have no peripheral in your per, in your freaking producer uh room right next door to you with a giant window where normally he's pointing at you for cues and everything else that you're not right. seeing two people doing it in broad daylight in the middle of your interview <laughs> all right as a podcaster, don't we have the ability, though, to tune out the kids walking through our yeah. studio and mm-hmm. our, our wives coming down focused. to, like, you know, grab something off our desk or something out of the printer or something like that while we're recording a show? Maybe. I have a feeling, have a feeling I that my peripheral. what's going on. He's just like, I'm, in, I'm interviewing Big Papa here. I got to, yeah. you know, I've got to. Big O. Yeah, Big, big O. o. Yeah, big right. O. That, okay, that's the other thing. <laughs> big o i assume <laughs> i assume that's that's a riff on like biggie smalls like heir to the tire right. fortune yes yeah <laughs> we got these tires and they're all fitting good where the lug nuts go i don't know that's bad there's my rap you like that it was pretty good no that was very good yeah thank you Give I me a second it. next time you get some lay down some funky beats behind it. it's definitely gonna happen <laughs> you guys all proved to have greater prowess at that than i would ever attempt uh, seriously i would be the worst the worst possible but you'll I do. notice i did not rap in my intro no you yeah. didn't you did like i would have done is what you did right, <laughs> right. yeah well that, there's a thing there's a very specific thing that eminem does with his raps that not a lot of other rappers do which is instead of each line being kind of the same line and kind of that a a b b or a b a b or you know anything like that um and then you know all right some of the more high profile rappers don't do this but um he does this thing where it's like he finds a 
a couplet, a rhyming couplet. And then he like throws out a bunch of words that all rhyme with that and, and kind of finishes that, but then takes the last one and winds it into a new sentence that has a new rhyming couplet at the end of it. Yeah. And then a bunch of rhymes of that, of that one. And yeah. It's, a really it's like, I don't sentence. think I can stay. I think my mom might be gay. There's a tree in the way. And then at the end, it, it's back to the word that he was supposed to rhyme right, like exactly. 10 minutes ago. And it's, yeah. it's, it's a really clever and really uh, compelling <laughs> way to rap where it's, you know, you're like, oh, well, what's he going to rhyme? Oh, he's going this direction now. And now, oh, now he's rhyming that word. I would like the world to know my best rap I ever laid down was just, my mom just might the- be gay and there might be a tree in the way. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I spent, I, I did, I wrote several rhymes. I took out my piece of paper and got on the bus and yeah. wrote several rhymes and feel, felt like it was just, it, it didn't feel genuine or honest for me to rap. So I, I did sure. not, but I did, I did start going, huh, everything rhymes with going. The O-I-N-G is like, there's so many words that go with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, just went, and I'm like, what a cheat. Yeah, and so now I don't like that. I don't like when people rhyme the rhyme the word going or anything else. I'm, well, because you know, you've got the O-W-I-N-G stuff that rhymes yeah, with yeah. it. You've got the O-E-I-N-G stuff that rhymes with it. Yeah. It's too easy. <laughs> I mean, look, well done, Eminem and all the other rap artists out there have done great rhymes, but you'll never beat And the Chicken Tastes Like Wood ever. Well, and you'll never beat never. Informer by Snow. Yeah. I've, been, I've just been sitting Informa. here. I've just been sitting here trying to conjure up Scott Johnson's rapper name. Yeah, what do you it's, got? Mm. Well, okay, so there's there's four there's four things that you have to avoid, like because they've been overused. There's MC something, I something, big something, and Lil something. You, yeah. Those are those are out oh. of the question. Yeah, oh, Lil also is you have very to avoid popular the, right now. The first initial last word rhymes with easy, like uh, right, right. right, Scott Jeezy. Jeezy, yes, yeah. Jeezy, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, so I um, just found a rap generator, and if I put in Scott, it says my name is Scotty Cuts with a K. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. Is you it? only have to put in your first name for that? That's what it says. So, Brian, uh, you both get this one. It says, Rappa B. Bry, a.k.a. Scammer Trip. Wow. <laughs> well, it's wow, good no. because there's two of us. One of us could use the, the pre-AKA. <laughs> the after, Randy, AKA. you, according to this website at uh, myrapname.com, is Randy Trigger, a.k.a. Tenacious Bash. Wow, Tenacious Bash. <laughs> Mm. that's embarrassing mine's blame is. is what mine is mine's short you guys all have these cool <laughs> things oh here you go okay if i put johnson gunshot johnson j aka shady wrath this this is great so apparently it it just randomly picks up because i did randy again and i got smooth randy big assassin <laughs> <laughs> nice. so. i love it if mm. you put it in your last initial it'll do something different i got bry ipac oh it's pretty good yeah. yeah, I like it. All right, well, what's Dunaway do, just for fun? Wow. Sharpie D Sharp. <laughs> oh, I love it. Sharpie D Sharp. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, Sharpie D Sharp. And, that's the best and this one is the only reason them. why I want to be a rapper, just so I can get a cool rap. Yeah, name. heck yeah, dude. Yeah. So, this, uh, uh, by the way, they have a connected GoDaddy link that set, that automatically says, would you like to register nice. SharpieDSharp.com? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. Let's wow. Sharpie D Sharp. Talk about a turning point. Yeah, this is a website that is currently. <laughs> oh, someone's squatting it. Someone actually owns it. Oh, Sharpie D Sharp is yeah. currently being squatted. Yeah, it's being squatted. I know. I tell you, this out. This is the internet. You might now. have to get Sharpie D Sharp dot biz. Yeah, <laughs> this is amazing. It's amazing. Um, all right. Well, on that note, uh, I believe we could do some clips about this movie. 
Sure. Uh, they they are pl plentiful. I'll just say that. How much that. bleeping did you have to do for these? A, a few. I did have to bleep a few. Um, we'll start with this one, which is, I don't know even who said this, but here it is. Yeah, I'm sorry, baby. Who was that? Was that him talking to his sister? I think it was. I no, think... try it again. Give okay. me again. Yeah, I'm sorry, baby. I think he's talking yeah. to his sister. Yeah, well, he's coming. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Or... Yeah. He came home and swore somebody did something bad, and he was like, oh, shoot. She saw it again. She saw another horrible thing that's going to ruin her life. Right. Uh, here's uh, when I think of people at Walmart. Here's what I think of. Ain't nobody down there but a bunch of clowns who ain't got deals and never going to get deals. There you go. See, I made fun <laughs> of Walmart people there is what I did. How about this one? Big O is like Biggie. Big O got himself a deal, and it's all because of me. Roy paid for Big O's demo. I can't stand the name Big O. They shouldn't have done it. Yeah, yeah right. Ugh, that's my biggest what complaint you, about you like film. Wink? <laughs> Wink's all right. Midas. My <laughs> <laughs> Nampa Auto Parts. <laughs> Here's a funny line about Bingo. Yo, that dude is practically living with my fucking mom, dog. They made a bingo. They made a bingo. Bingo yeah. is like a central location yeah. for white people in the trailer park. It's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. It, is, mm -hmm. yeah. she got, it she answers won, everything. She won 3200 bucks. It really turned around for them because I'll tell you, I mean, there's always promises. Okay, look. I live in the South and there's a lot of trailer parks around where I live. And I so saw, I know people live there yeah. and it is not uncommon to know somebody who is literally doing nothing every day because they're waiting on a settlement. Mm -hmm. This, this, mm -hmm. this rang very true for me. And so I was like, but all the bingo stuff, I, I don't know. Anyone goes to bingo and mm -hmm. anyone who resolves their life issues with bingo. I don't, I don't know that. I either. know a guy who has plenty of money, great job, doesn't want for anything but decided to get a trailer because they're so cheap and right. paid it off immediately owns it lives there it's nice inside can anyone really own a trailer i mean yeah you... oh yeah you can own your own trailer <laughs> i mean you pay lot fees right i think you, you feel like a trailer is like a, a stallion wild, <laughs> right. you know. own a trailer <laughs> <laughs> believe me if i could if i was allowed anywhere in orange county to live in a trailer i wouldn't a minute because it's the only thing i could possibly afford out here that's a good point yeah like in some places that's where you live and i don't so i don't i try not to let the trailer park um stereotype seep too into my blood because i just i know too many people are just fine they just oh there's where a, they live. there's a wide wide brush of trailer parks i mean yeah. there's uh, there's upscale trailer parks that are you know, and then there's there's like uh, places like was in this movie. Yeah, was, it's not uh, all. Not it's so just nice. not all raising Arizona, but everyone thinks it is. Sometimes it's like retirement communities. There's one near us here that's oh, yeah, yeah. a bunch well, of really nice old people sitting on their lawns. And there's very little difference between a trailer these days and and tiny houses, which are the right. you know modular kind of like home the new popular kind of thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, that and townhomes, or I mean, what's a townhome? It's just a stacked higher trailer that's nice well, just, and costs too permanent. much. And yeah. permanently in one location. Yeah, it's, <laughs> are, yeah. are we over the tiny houses hipster trend at this point? Oh, the I'm little, the little. As uh, long as the TV show Life in Pieces <laughs> is on, I think tiny houses. Are... I kind of like them. I think they're kind of cool. I don't know if I want to live in one. If it was just me, sure. It, yeah, sure. If you buy yourself rolling sure. a tiny studio into my backyard. Yeah, see, that's not a bad idea either. But I've yeah. seen, I've seen, you know, like I watched that minimalist documentary on Netflix, and there were some cool ideas in there. Like some yeah. rad little houses that cost nothing. And, you know, if you're a single dude or a, a couple who's happy to be hippies together and whatever, I can see it. It'd be all right. Uh, here's some here's some singing it. Well, Jimmy moved in with his mother. 
Cause he ain't got no place to go. Now that gets better. <laughs> right. Because then these lines happen. Happy birthday, rabbit. <laughs> Happy birthday, rabbit. Happy birthday, rabbit. I love that. Pfeiffer did not get that role for being able to rap. No. No, he did not. No. Oh, but he is the best thing in the movie, in my opinion. Oh, it's pretty so great. Good. It's pretty great. Those dreads are sweet. Here's another singing. Here's a brand new car. You can have it. All right. <laughs> here's Michael <laughs> Shannon laughing. Shannon. Michael Shannon is a man. I like him in everything, but here is the worst laugh ever. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid <laughs> i i can't decide whether i love or hate him because he comes through the like the character really works like it, it it's horrible like i want that guy out yeah no, he's <laughs> but good. i can't michael decide shannon's whether that means michael shannon's good or not i don't know well neil before zod uh here's uh, uh here's cheddar doing the best thing cheddar knows how to do i get claustrophobic okay there's that how about this one? Oh. They made. They said the name of the movie, so I'm, here it is. You need to take that white ass rap shit of yours back across Eight Mile. Eight Mile, like the movie. Mm -hmm. You guys Love got it when they there. say it. Yeah, it's a movie there. Uh, tell Ch Cheddar to do what? Shut up, Cheddar. Shut up, Cheddar. All right, that's good. Uh, here's a weird Eminem sound I couldn't explain. Life. <laughs> I don't remember what happened. That's it. Life. Weird. <laughs> life. <laughs> Isn't he just saying life? Life. 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 I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> Something about it jumped out. I cop captured it. I don't remember why, but that's it. Uh, here's the worst line in the movie. Greg won't go down on me. Yeah! Oh, you yeah. don't need to tell oh, anyone Michelle that. Don't, don't tell. Come on, Vicky Vale. Yeah, don't tell. <laughs> don't tell your son that. Dana, why don't we hear it, Mom? La, 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 exactly. Uh, I wrote this was ludicrous, but it's not ludicrous. Exhibit? It's, it's Exhibit. <laughs> Why did I put Ludicrous? I've screwed up my rapper names. Because you're Ludicrous. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Anyway, here's Exhibit. You need to get your food and take your ass back to work. All right. There's a little rapping. <laughs> He's so good in this movie. Like, I, 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 we were talking about it Everything. a long, not a lot recently, but like many weeks ago, we were talking about where an artist basically appears as themselves in yeah. a film mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. and yeah. performs. Yeah. And this was, this was my favorite. Have you been in, in X-Files, the movie? Uh, he was an agent. Loved okay. it. Okay, really? Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. That's pretty interesting. Do you remember the movie? No. Did you go see the movie? No, I, did. I saw saw all of them. Oh wait, was that was wait was I he in a and... right? Was the other maybe one? it was an episode that I'm it, thinking of. Could have been an episode. It wasn't the movie. Did you, did you also <laughs> capture some of Ms. Corona's rap right there? No, she was good. She was really good. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah, Ms. Corona oh, is the rapper. She's a rap. She's a real rapper. She, yeah. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, I liked her a lot in that line. The food line was great. I liked that whole scene. Um, I'm trying to find a quick thing about because I thought Ludacris was in the or not Ludacris, uh, Exhibit was in the it was in the news for being in trouble for doing something terrible, and I can't find it. <laughs> I don't want to know. It's just it's just everybody. <laughs> we're we're at that point where it's everybody. Yeah, it is kind of everybody. <laughs> just, I like him now, so just stop right there. All right, no more. Okay, the big guy. He says this. We talking Bentleys and Benjamins, not Blue Cross and Blue Shield. That made me laugh. I like that. <laughs> the big guy, aka uh, was it Omar Benson? Was it, was it Omar? Is it, is it, is it him and his? Uh, he was supposed to be playing opposite of a, a brother. Yeah. he had in that. That was all sure. You know. He was really. He's good in lots of stuff. Lots yeah, of other he's movies. Gonna, he's a big yeah. giant fellow too. Um. Okay. Here's a great line. Mid film, I guess, from the middle of the film. 
We need to get fine bitches and fat rides. No, what we need to do is put our money in savings bonds. No, what we need to do is get our songs on JLB. Man, shut the f up. All of us never do shit about nothing. We're still broke as f and live at home with our moms. Damn. <laughs> we have this discussion every week on Film Sack. <laughs> yeah. We need to be watching Catwoman. No, we need to be watching Point Break. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. We live uh, at home with our moms. Yeah. Uh, can, can I get a trope alert? Yeah, if you want one. Hold on. Here you go. The gang has a nerd, oh, and yeah. of course, the nerd is constantly reminding everybody of what he just read and what they <laughs> what they need to be paying attention to with politics. Yep. That was that was a little annoying because it just felt so. It felt like we need one more person here. What trope shall we use? Well, I'm glad they I'm glad they had somebody with some sense though, because everybody else is sure. stupid. You don't be shooting. Uh, you don't be shooting. You don't be shooting. <laughs> uh, paintball guns at cop cars without yeah. you know you don't burn a house down like come on you guys listen to the nerd yeah. he, he's got yeah. he's got good ideas he knows what's up oh, i agree with you on that point but i'm like what's he doing in this movie he's just filling a, a trope role that's all his his point is it's a little Look at like, you and your trope role it's like strange way, things or stranger things or you know old like et i gotta have the whole crew man you gotta have everybody I, I, by the way, I just exhibit made me remember. I, I, I want to speak to the IMDb Pro users in our audience. Listen, uh, when you go to an IMDb page for someone like Exhibit, and there's a big known for area, and that doesn't include Pimp My Ride, there is something wrong. Yeah, <laughs> he is he is known for one thing a lot, and yeah. then other stuff that he has intersected with. This isn't our first movie with him either, is it? We've had others. I can't think of what uh, at the moment. Uh, if only mostsacked.com was still up. I know. Um, miss it. But he's exhibits in other stuff that we've seen recently ish. Sure. Uh, Triple X? Triple X, yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Triple X. Um, that's it, what I'm thinking of. I, I just, I can't, it just bugs me. Like, exhibit known for X Files, Eight Mile, Bad Lieutenant, Gridiron Gang. No, that is not what Exhibit is known for. He made himself <laughs> very be. famous in Pit My Ride. Yeah, but you know, you don't even have to be a pro user to change some of that stuff. Like I can go change certain mm. things, and I'm just a wiener. <laughs> okay. Um, is that I'm your actually, badge on IMDb? I'm on. I'm on IMDb <laughs> for. <laughs> I, I'm in there for a single credit on IMDb, and it's for. Um, yeah, uh, red race, shirt diaries. No, no, no. Oh, am oh. I for that? Oh, maybe it's two now. Should be. Might be yeah. two now. The first the one I thought it was was that WoW documentary, the oh, Waste World First right, thing. The first, uh, right, Waste World First. But yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know if I was on that other thing or not. Am I? I might be. You would be that's too. What, then that's what my yeah, that's what my loan credit is for. Oh, we should look. Hold on, just for fun here. Okay, <laughs> Ibbit, Ibbit, Ibbit. Right um, There's like three of me on there. Three of Brian Ibbits. Yeah, this is riveting, guys. Oh, oh my gosh, right. I know. Brian, so <laughs> we should look it up. Hold on, my Brian, night attack up. appearance, my red shirt diaries appearance, and then I don't know what this first one is. Oh and yeah, you got the, three the, of the them. Brian Abbott one. Oh, that's crazy. There's Brian Abbott one, Brian Abbott two, and Brian Abbott three. But really, they're all. So I bet I'm on the red shirt diaries. Hey, pro then. users, could you merge that for me? <laughs> Season two. Could you could you get in there and fix that for me, please? Thanks. Oh, Appreciate that's it. great. I am on there. All right. Well, anyway, whatever. Uh, you, it's a strange place that IMDb, and uh, apparently you and I were both uh, supposedly Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone almost got the roles we got as well, according. Apparently, to Apparently, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and if you ever get a second chance, remember Ethan Hawke was also considered for the role of. <laughs> 
Klingon person in Red Shirt Diary. I'm pretty sure I still, my bio is still the ripped off one from um, uh, <laughs> Steven Seagal. Right. I think it's still yeah, the Steven Seagal thing. An, that's all. So good. Anyway, the point is there's no exact science over there and everybody can jack it up. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, where was I? I had a, a, one or two of these left to play. How about this rapper man stuff? For sure, man. I'm doing it. I'm doing it for y'all, man. This is for Detroit. 313, baby. Love. Love, baby. Love. Love. Thanks, Big O. Yeah. You're the best. Thanks, Big O. Hey, look, tires. look to your left. People are doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that very white girl is doing it in there. She's very white. Um, she was very well. I liked her a lot. I'm sad that she died, yeah. and that sucked. That yeah. was lame. And it was such a sad okay. way to die. Like, wasn't it black mold in their house right. or something? Yeah. Yeah, and then he died shortly after, too, yeah. her. And they were yeah. in there, like, what, yeah. she was like 32 or some dumb yeah, young age? Yeah, she was 32 yeah. when she died. Oh. And that was eight years ago. That's gross. Wow. It's not right. She yeah. was she was uh, king of the hill. She played... Uh, Luann. Luann. She was fantastic yeah. in that. And she was Clueless. Good. She was great. Yeah, Clueless yeah. and other things. She's great. Like this, like this excludes you from dying. Yeah. You ran great rules. You can't die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you were, in, you were in King of the Hill. You can't die. Yeah, they're not allowed to die. She wasn't she in the first uh, uh, Sin City? She had something in there. I think oh. that's right. You know uh, I think so. Oh, wait a minute. I think you might be right. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I'm starting oh, to, I'm starting to see. Jessica Alba. I remember. Oh, yeah, she was. Shell. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tried really hard to put that movie out of my memory. Really? No, don't do that. Oh, really? The first God. one I thought was great. You yellow uh. bastard! Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Because it had a yellow, uh, old yellow bastard. There, yeah. there is a, there is apparently a uh, documentary about the death of Brittany Murphy. Oh, oh mm. I'm not surprised. Well, that'll I, me. I would like to, I would like to see what you know, what all. Yeah. Went down is that around, like on like the, is an actual documentary is like an episode wasn't there like something on Netflix oh, where yeah, died maybe. too young with Heath Ledger I saw oh that one. yeah I think she is in that I don't know if this is the same thing Randy's talking about but she mm. is in that I just I, I I would like to I would like to understand how she and uh, Simon Monjack died or or if mm -hmm. if we actually know like yeah, what right was the final there's call. a lot of conspiracies about it too because there always is um but I I think the official L A coroner stuff was. It was either black mold right. or some kind of carbon monoxide leak or something. Right, in the house. right. Something like Ugh. that. It's awful. It's freaking awful. Get wow. that stuff checked. The biography. Everybody. This biography is crazy. Which one? Well, she died. I if uh, I'll have you know, if you if you're in IMDb and you die relatively young, suddenly your biography gets enormous. Well, yeah. Reason. Somebody and somebody. Neither Brittany nor Simon were given a thorough and complete forensic autopsy for poisons. Brittany's father, Angelo A.J. Berlotti, is pursuing the investigation of the true reasons behind Brittany's and Simon's sudden demise as he believes the two are murdered. Like, it's almost like it's written by... By a conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy theory, yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't right. surprise me. Well, like I said, wow. you can make me look like Steven Seagal, so why not? <laughs> Which right. is not a compliment, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> for the record. <laughs> But it does make me laugh, so there it is. So it stands. Um, okay, let's. Uh, that was good. Let's dive into this uh, thing here, which is a thing I can't click on. Why? Okay. All the skull caps in the entirety of Detroit were used in the filming of this movie. Correct. <laughs> Check. Uh, the film check sack checklist continues with really baggy sweatpants. Check. Man, those were baggy sweatpants. <laughs> so many layers. If you live in Detroit, apparently you dress in lots of layers. Yeah. 
Uh, one of those layers had mom spaghetti. Check. All right. <laughs> uh, Trek stuff. Star Trek connections. We only have one. Abdul Salam El Razak played Joe Lee Patton. I don't know who that is in the movie. Joe Lee Patton. One of the people. Uh, and TNG played a bass player in the Bourbon Street Bar Simulation for the episode 11001001. And he's got my favorite photo in IMDb of the week. Oh, very uh, nice. I gotta look. He's a he's an old guy. He's in, in this movie. He was like sixty ish. Uh, he's now over oh, seventy. You know oh, who? So he's he... probably one of the guys in the stamping. Facility. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The stamping guy. Okay, yeah, I think that's, that's who he was. Yep. Up. I down. I like, I like a I like a good IMDb photo where you can't really see most of it. It's yeah. just like yeah. Oh wow. Oh, yeah, I know this one. guy. That's a good one. I like that I, one. Actually. I don't know what he actually looks like because that photo isn't telling. He's still working. <laughs> Not a ton, but working. He's doing stuff. Got things going on. Uh, all right. I'd give the soundtrack grade a R for rappy as hell. Uh, there's lots of, lots of rap. Actually, speaking of Biggie Smalls and that kind of stuff, they had that in the car a lot and mm-hmm. they had all mm-hmm. kinds of real rap going on. And I, think, I, I do think Eminem's song at the end there that, what's it called? Lose yourself. Lose yourself is really good. Yeah, it is good. I didn't realize until watching this that it does. It mentions uh, Mickey Pfeiffer, doesn't it? Oh, does it? This yeah. was this. There's a, several versions of that song. Hmm. Uh, okay. the, the version we heard at the very end of the movie is not what I was used to hearing on the radio. Interesting. Okay. Also... How did you listen to the whole thing? Because stupid Netflix every time. What? It's like there ought to be listening. a setting. Netflix. Oh. Yeah. Setting. I I want to turn that off. Yeah. There it is. Uh, life for my family because man these damn food stamps don't buy diapers and it's no movie there's no mickey pfeiffer this is my life and times are so hard i think the thing the, the regular version the single version has has that line in it hmm. who's now wait oh okay now i get it mickey pfeiffer yeah <laughs> yep. so they call he calls him out in it that's crazy name checks him yeah that's pretty good well that's what rappers do they name check they do yes they don't price check though. They don't go. Can I get a uh, this? <laughs> they don't do that. They don't. Yeah, it's surprising that they don't. No, I kind of wish they'd do more price checking in their raps. Soundtrack. Uh, I already did that. Uh, Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 100 characters. Ah, I can't even read. Sum it up in 280 characters or less. Let's begin with Randy Jordan. Eight Mile explores the societal repercussions of being an encroaching white in a predominantly black culture and what a white man's success therein means for the hegemony of rap and hip-hop. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. It's all a fever dream that follows Eminem's PTSD from seeing his mom having sex. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Me too. Do you think that was really her or body double? I couldn't tell. Was that her? She turns her head and it's it's Kim Basin. <laughs> she did, turns her head. Look at it. Did she? Because to me, it looked like there was a shot. There was a cut. I could be wrong. Huh. Maybe maybe she's like, maybe, you know, she's got her head sticking out of a, like a sweater. Like in, <laughs> in some else's body is in <laughs> the other direction. And it's just, uh, like this, the, is, this is totally my body. She's what? like the she's like the Borg queen. Her little <laughs> neck and head come out. Um, all right. Next up, Brian Dunaway. Uh, keeping in with sex here. Let's go eight mile. Like kneeling before Zod. Even though he won't return the favor. Oh, geez. Oh, well done. <laughs> You'll get there. That's awesome. Right. Yeah, we got there. Oh. That was really funny. Um, by the way, this movie, not for kids. Just uh, just a thing yeah. to say out loud. Yeah. Do we have to tell people that? Well, I, I, feel like, I feel like we haven't really said, and I, you know, never hurts. 
I had somebody on Twitter say, hey, is this appropriate for my 11-year-old? And I'm going to say no. Oh, yeah, not so we're asking about Bright. Oh, that was Bright. And I would also say no. Yeah. Yeah, don't... There's too much boobies and killing and, and effing yeah. in that thing. Yeah, there's there's nudity in Bright, isn't there, if I remember correctly? Oh, yeah. There's a bar scene with lots of boobies. Right, a strip club, sure. I, but even if that's not your thing, it's really violent. And if that if that's not your thing, it's really f bomby. And if that's not your thing, well, I guess take your eleven year old. But one of those three things would probably stop you. Right. It's pretty gnarly. It's you know so the the scene in the film that I remembered from the other time I've seen it that really stuck with me, and other people have said that that you know it really kind of like scarred them is when Eminem's getting the crack crap kicked out of him. His little sister, who's like five yeah, years old. Yeah is inside the trailer looking out the window screaming yeah you know because she's seeing the worst thing she's ever seen and it's just terrifying and the way it's depicted is just crazy it it, like it 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 really it's really haunting really fearful yeah heart-wrenching i don't i hated it i hated it that girl really put in a performance too i don't it almost felt like she was really screaming and crying and worried about somebody it really bothered me yeah, so I guess that makes it a good movie because it's effective. Yeah, but I don't want to have to see that again. I don't either. Oh, right, That's rough, right. man. It's rough mm-hmm. stuff. Real talk, man, bro, yo, <laughs> yeah. dog. Okay, hey, I should do my Twitter post. Yeah, let's get back down to this. It's Brian Ibbett. <laughs> Eight mile on a scale of one mile to thirteen mile. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Well done. That was great. Thank you. Well done, man. We're getting that was high minded. Like I feel mm-hmm. like we're we're not normally this good. That was really good. Yeah. yeah. Well done. All right. I've been just handed this. This is according to this card that I was just handed. This is the alternate titles. These almost were the title of the film. It's crazy. Here's the first one. Cheddar is better. I I agree. Yeah. That could be good. Uh, that's two meetings. He's cool. He's a good friend, and he's feeling better after he shot himself. Oh yeah. Second one okay. was who framed Jimmy Rabbit? And oh, okay, that's it. There, we're moving on from that terrible idea. Uh, e- emails. We got one from Tracy Tidwell. These are emails that come to us at filmsack@gmail.com. And Tracy says this: "Hello, gents. Love the show. Was listening to the Gremlins episode and was pleasantly surprised to hear my hometown, Jasper, Alabama, mentioned by Scott in reference to Polly Holiday." In, uh, I'd actually forgotten uh, that when I watched Gremlins. I wanted to add Jasper is only one of two major cities in Walker County, a former mining area, and that is actually uh, home to George Goober Lindsay, who just died, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, no, no, it was uh, Jim Neighbors. Oh, Jim Neighbors. Died. I always forget which one, <laughs> Goober or Gomer that died. Right. Um, <laughs> with whom my grandfather played junior college football with. Michael Rooker was born near there in a town creatively called Townley. Heavyweight fighter Butterbean and Tallulah Bankhead also hail from the Jasper area. Keep on sacking. I love listening to wow. you guys on my way to work and around the town. I moved from Jasper. I'm I am not an actor and I am not famous. Tracy did well. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I always like to hear Bankhead, one of the greatest names ever. Sure. Um, I always like to hear when people got some something cool from their hometown, like a you know an actor from there or something like that. And Michael Rooker's cool, man. That guy's yeah badass uh, he's he, badass I wonder if he ever comes back to visit townley Ooh. maybe not so much uh if you'd like okay. to send your own emails into the show you can it's filmsack at gmail.com our next movie is now wait for this the room no 
Oh. No. The room! <laughs> Putting no. some air quotes around the word movie. Yeah. Mm. But it's, I mean, think of it. It's, this is our golden chalice. This is, the, I kind think. It's our great white whale. Yeah. Isn't it? I feel, I feel like it is. I feel like kind it is. Of. I mean, we've said that about Point Break. We've if said it, had, it about Troll 2. Like, if, if the room had, like, high-profile actors like Nicolas Cage or yeah. Christopher Walken or something like that, I feel like it would be our, our holy grail. I, I mean, Troll 2 didn't. It's our minibus on the way to the Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tough one, though. It's going to, you yeah. do not stand in the poop of this one. No. Um, no the room, and, uh, so here's the deal. The room was showing or is showing still? Is it still yes, showing? January 10th. It's There's a special one like, night movie screening. event thing, one night screening, January 10th at a lot of theaters across the U.S. And you can just go search for the room or, or go to your go to your Fandango or whatever there. Yeah. So. January 10th, which is Wednesday, it's going to be showing. Now, it's also, I think, on YouTube, so you can find it there. But by golly, be like me and go see it in a theater with a bunch of people that you're going to have to awkwardly walk out of the theater with afterwards (laughs) once it's all over. Yeah, and you'll tell us all why that is next week when we've all seen this hideous garbage (laughs) fire. So it's supposed to be the worst, the best worst movie of all time. That's what people say. Now, there's also this added uh freak out because what's his name's made a, made a movie about a cult the disaster artist and that's out now and that's up franco. possibly yeah. up for awards and other things james franco so so there's a lot of hubbub about it right now so we think you know what perfect time for us to ingest this thing i am fully expecting this to be nowhere nearly as not as good bad as everybody says I think we've been oversold this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so there's no way it can live up to the the bad hype. Like it's going to be bad, right. and it's not going to be so bad. It's funny. Yeah, that probably going to be parts. bad. I bad. think I think anytime Tommy Wiseau's on screen, I think it's going to be funny because he's so bad. Because he's the worst, exactly. So I'm very excited about this and so much more. That'll be next week, right here on the yeah, show. Yeah, and don't forget, there are plenty of whales in the ocean. Like what? One of these days, we'll <laughs> we'll hit episode 500 and we'll watch something like Geely or showgirls or super babies there's like the last airbender there's a lot of whales in this ocean we're gonna we're gonna continue to occasionally dive down and find a movie like from justin to kelly and and the the room is not like this one time only ridiculousness yeah yeah Yeah. we got a whole ocean to kill is what we're gonna (laughs) (laughs) one movie at a time all right well thank you all for listening and being here uh, film sack is very much looking forward to a productive 2018 with many great films uh, coming up. We'll start with the room next and we'll go from there. Uh, Filmsack.com is the website. You can leave us emails at filmsack at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at Filmsack. And please, if you've never done it before, do it now. Go wherever you get your podcast, whatever service you use, and leave us reviews. It helps us in great big ways. Be that Google Play or even a little like on YouTube if that's how you're watching this. However you're getting it, just leave us a nice little uh, thumbs up of a sort. And uh, that's going to do it for us. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Uh-huh. We'll see you next time. <laughs> yo. <laughs> Scared him. Yo. Yo, yo, yo. Yo. Uh, uh, nothing wrong. Uh, uh, uh. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. And we've done it. The life.